Hello, everyone, and welcome to More Than Macros Radio. I'm your host, Coach B. Let's talk about how I can help you figure your shit out when it comes to all the BS and the trends in the nutrition and fitness industry. I am a nutrition coach that understands the hurdles that women face every day, as I too am a wife and a mother, which is why a sustainable lifestyle can't just consist of tracking your macros. Join me each week as I, or sometimes we, talk about everything from health, wellness, nutrition, mindset, body, and fitness. The goal of this podcast is to have you think more about your habits and behaviors, your relationship with food, and for you to get really curious about where you are right now and where you want to be. If you've been struggling with your health and wellness and achieving your goals, you cannot afford to miss out on this podcast. Thanks for listening. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to More Than Macros Radio. I'm your host, Coach B, and today it's a solo episode, and it's a conversation and or maybe some strategies. I'm going to give you three strategies, in fact, on how to lose that last five pounds or maybe even the first five pounds. The reason I thought I would talk about this without it being some kind of like diet or challenge is because I get this question a lot. So it's not really a client struggle. It's more or less that how do you lose those last five pounds or where do I even start? Most people come into it out of the gate saying, I want to lose 25 pounds or 30 pounds. And they don't even know what it's like to lose the five pounds, right? So like, that's what I thought I would do is share a couple ideas on how this might look for you. And maybe it has you thinking about some of the things that you need to change. So here's the thing. I'm going to have two diet related um, type of strategies and then one exercise related Um, strategy, and maybe just a little bit of a conversation at the very end. So basically, how to lose five pounds? Well, you need the first strategy, which would be a calorie deficit. Now, I'm not going to go into detail about what a calorie deficit is specific to you because you're all individuals, but I will say this. A calorie deficit means you are eating less calories than what it would take to maintain your current physique, okay? If you're eating in a quote unquote surplus of calories, you would be gaining weight. And if you're not going, if you're not losing or gaining your urine maintenance calories, okay, the calorie deficit is 100% required for fat loss. So even if it's one pound of fat, two pounds, three pounds, four pounds, five pounds, you, you need a calorie deficit. And the, and the secret behind the deficit specifically to you, and it's applicable to everybody, is adherence, Okay. And that would be the biggest thing that would be the game changer, okay? So number one strategy, you need a calorie deficit. And again, whether or not that's to lose one pound, five pounds, 10 pounds, 20 pounds, you need a calorie deficit, okay? The second strategy would be somewhat related to the deficit because of adherence. But the thing is, is that when we look at the big picture, we want to have an approach where you don't feel restricted. Okay, so the second strategy would be, where can you eat less of what you already love? So the idea behind dieting isn't to restrict foods, okay? Because restriction is what leads you to self-sabotage and likely why you will sit there and say, I can't lose those last five pounds or I've never been able to lose even five pounds because the protocol, the approach has likely been too restrictive, right? So... We have to look at it as this is what you like to eat, so everything, and just eat less of it. 
But that can be really confusing and it can be overwhelming to even think of that because in the back of your head, you're thinking, well, how can pizza actually help me lose body fat? Or how can my frappuccino? Well, here's the thing. Let's, let's dive into the pizza specifically. What would you normally eat? If you're someone who sits and has four slices of pizza and that's something that you always do and maybe sometimes, you know, like it's a medium pizza and you're eating the entire thing and I don't even know what that looks like then maybe what you need to do is just reduce that. So with the four slices, maybe it's two slices, okay? And this, and actually I'm gonna go back just a little bit. All of this part of this secondary strategy can be done without actually tracking because it just means modifying things. But going back to the pizza, like if you have four slices, then you reduce it to two, you by default are putting yourself into a deficit, okay? So we look at what we can eat less, uh, less of what we love. If it's the frappuccino, maybe you always order the large and you have the whipped cream. Well, let's modify it. You take that whipping cream off and you make it a, uh, not large, what is that, grande? Yeah, grande, venti. If you were to take that venti and then reduce it into a grande or even make it a tall, and like I said, take the, the whipping cream off, maybe even modify the types of milk, so like maybe it's a non-fat or whatever, that can be a game changer in calories right there. So the key around the second strategy is like, where can you eat less of what you love is modification and kind of like reducing calories without you having to sacrifice all the flavor and all the things you love. That's not to say though, eventually for some people, poverty macros might, so poverty meaning like low calories, that, that doesn't mean that you won't have to maybe make some true full substitutions because maybe, you know, having something like fries isn't going to work, right? Because the calories are just too high, but that's like later in the game. And that's not where you're losing the last five or the, the five pounds. This isn't, you know, like in the beginning stages, it's just making modifications. If that were the last five pounds, that may be where you have to though, uh, make that adjustment though, because maybe those last five pounds, you're at the end of the diet and you got to dial things in just a wee bit more. Okay. So here's some um, ideas that you could use to that that might or may or may not apply um, be applicable to you. So those of you who love a full calorie, full sugar soda, so like a can of Coke or a can of Pepsi, you could start with replacing those with diet. Okay, if you don't want to do the diet, but yet you know you drink like three cans a day, reduce. Reduce the amount of cans that you drink. Maybe even reduce the portion. So instead of having a full can, use those mini cans. They have them. I think those mini cans, like off the top of my head, I'm thinking like uh, ginger ale. I think one little can is 90 calories. But a full can might be, you know, twice that, right? So like if you can reduce that without doing the diet, that might be um, a great way to approach it. But if you were to replace any high calorie drink with a lower calorie or zero calorie option, that will help establish the deficit. And, and it puts you on track for losing some body fat. Um, if you like dressing, so I'm not, I like, I like dressing, but not, if that makes sense. So for a very long period of time, when I was young, I always thought you had to add sauces. Like my, I was raised in that environment where you add gravy, you do all these things. But there came a time in my life where I didn't like it, right? And so like fast forward to um, all my diets that I've done just from my bodybuilding and stuff like that, where we, I wasn't putting on sauces, what I did learn about myself then was that I actually do like vegetables and I like the taste 
of the vegetable. I like the crunch. I don't like things soggy. So I've always gone with the protocol and being mindful of how many calories some sauces can have of putting the dressing on the side. Okay. So like modifying salads with, um, you know, like just saying, put it on the side and maybe dip in your fork in there. That can save you substantial amount of calories. Okay. But you could also take, you know, put, you know, and, and specific to dining out, you can ask them to put it on the side and you're going to see like, there's like two tablespoons in those little, little freaking containers. You likely don't need two tablespoons, but yet that's what they would put on your salad, right? So just take out what you think you need just to add enough flavor and, you know, that kind of thing. And you'll, you'll see that there is a difference between a tablespoon and maybe a couple, you know, drops here and there. So there's that option. But also too, when you're looking at ordering things like um, burgers and stuff like that, you can say, hold the mayo and put the mayo on the side. You can say, hold any sauce if you want. I mean, ketchup and mustard, that's one thing, but you could ask for that and then have them put it on the side and then you can put that on there. Now, again, you guys might be thinking, oh my God, Coach B, this is like, this is tedious bullshit stuff. But you know what? That stuff can add up. And if you are trying to start your journey without having to restrict everything and to cut things away completely, this is the way to do it. You start chipping away at making modifications because clearly with, with where you are right now, wanting to lose five pounds or those last five pounds, what you were doing wasn't working. So you got to make some changes and I know change is hard, but this is the thing like lifestyle requires some awareness and fat loss requires it too. And so does maintenance and all that. So these are just some tips that you can, you can choose to use or not. So there's also like things like if you were to look at your entire day, maybe you don't eat enough veggies. So if you were to put even one serving of vegetables on your plate, along with what you already have, but maybe reducing some of those higher fat, higher um, starchy, high calorie type of um, um, choices, you you might end up eating less. And the reason being is because the vegetables are going to take up a little bit more room in your, in your GI, you're going to have more fiber, and you're going to probably by default eat less. And that that's the same thing with even fruit. Adding fruits, higher fiber choices like that, that are full of water and so so high in antioxidants and all these different things, vitamins and minerals, by default, you're likely going to eat less and or maybe what you're doing is taking one really high fat, high carbohydrate, high calorie meal, okay, and you're substituting in those two particular, you know, starches and fats with a lower calorie version with more vegetables that are lower calorie, but high in fiber. Again, I did not say drop the carbs. I did not say can't eat the, you know, bread and you can't eat the, the, um, the cereals and stuff like that. What I am saying though, is when you add things like vegetables and fruits to your current palate, it might help you create the deficit because it's going to reduce the likelihood of you wanting to overeat. It's going to help you feel fuller, right? So it's an option. Try it. You can have a salad before you eat and that might even help you. Okay. Uh, like eat your main meal. Um, I also wrote down here, well, I, generally speaking, I just think it's important just to reduce servings. So look at what you're doing on a regular basis. So my, my advice to you would be to track where you currently are. So just kind of be, I, I, you know, write it down, whatever. And then now you can start chipping away. Like maybe you take three, four, five scoops of pasta, maybe reduce those to two or three. You know what I mean? Like just reducing your servings is going to go a long ways. So it's being uh, mindful of that. Not too long ago, my husband and I were talking about that and he's like, I, I don't think that, um, he feels like he might be gaining. Right. And so like he, 
he's very busy at work and stuff like that. He doesn't get as much time to exercise. But I was saying to him, I said, do you think you've changed anything with your nutrition? And he's like, well, you know, like he thinks he eats the same, but because I'm on the outside looking in and not, not being critical, but just observant. And I also do prep some of his meals is like, he's often like kind of like grazing a little bit more. Um, also to uh, his portions are a little bit higher and you know, he has an occasional drink here and there. And what I've noticed is that kind of coincides with his lack of sleep. So, you know, cause he works so long in the hours and plus he's you know on his feet all day and whatever. And so him and I just talked about it. Like, I'm like, you don't need to restrict anything. You just need to reduce. And so, yeah, that's what he's doing too. He's just kind of like being a little bit more mindful of his portions because he's never going to diet. He's never going to track his food. That is not the type of human he is. However, he is aware that something's changed. And because he works so much, his sleep has absolutely impacted his self-control mechanisms. Um, so like his deliberate decision-making is kind of not as great with his nutrition as it once used to be. So modifying servings, that's where you can do it. And I mean, I saw this happen to him during COVID when he wasn't even working because COVID shut everything down, right? So, or the pandemic. Um, and he absolutely was like more active, but he was also like, hey, I'm at home now, so I'm going to make more salads and I'm going to do like, he was eating a lot more nutrient dense foods here. And so he was by default actually eating less just because he wasn't eating what he was eating before in the portions, um, oh, this is the big one. I think this would be the last one that I have here. Free pour. So free pour would be like the syrup you add, the, maybe it is the dressing you add, um, the cream you put in your coffee. All of those things are measurable. So what I would advise is that instead of free pouring, maybe now it's time to measure. And when you start measuring, go with the serving size. Start with one tablespoon. And if you think that's too much, then you reduce it. But I would almost argue that most times people free pour and they don't realize it. So like, it's kind of like even the peanut butter, you just, you know, spread it on your sandwich. But do you know, have you ever just taken the time and it's sad to actually measure out a tablespoon of peanut butter? It's, it's sad. I mean, it's not a lot, but I would argue most of you probably put a couple, if not three tablespoons of peanut butter on your sandwich. So even dialing in things like that, you can still have the peanut butter, you can still have the bread, you can still have all of those things. It's just reducing the portions. So going back and just kind of like summarizing the two specifics to diets is understanding that in order for you to even lose five pounds, one pound, two pounds, doesn't matter, you need a calorie deficit and you need adherence to that. And then having strategies um, to manage or to even understand where you can create, eat less of what you already love, right? Because we don't want restrictions. So those two are the, the, the two diet-related um, strategies that I would absolutely think that you could try today and start to implement. When it comes to the one strategy around exercise, it really is just understanding where you are right now. So I'm going to use a few things that um, I've learned through, um, well, just generally speaking, just being an online nutrition coach, but also because I'm in school right now, um, I'm pursuing my diploma in my personal training. I'm um, pursuing the CSEPT certification for personal trainer as well. And in the CSEPT um, book, they talk about, and it's, you know, it's evidence-based um, research, and they talk about the, um, the Canadian 24-hour movement guideline. And so I thought I would, you know, highlight some of this because starting here is kind of like creating an awareness because most of you will say, well, I'm active, but how active are you? 
And if I asked you, well, how often, like how many hours a day do you sit? You might be like, oh, I just at my job. But then you don't think about how long you sit at the kitchen table scrolling and, you know, like watching TV on the couch. Like most of you don't even pay attention to that. So going back to the recommendations. And so this is the Canadian 24-hour movement guideline. The recommendations are, and this is kind of across the board, even into the United States. So they have their own um, uh, body that governs this. Um, it's 150 minutes per week of moderate to vigorous aerobic physical activity. So like aerobic being anything that has to do with, you know, cardiovascular type of stuff. So increasing your heart rate. Um, and it's going to look different for everybody. It can also be like when we say moderate, um, you know, do we, can we classify walking? I want to say for myself, I, that's what I include because I don't do vigorous. Um, I definitely don't do vigorous uh, cardiovascular work. Um, or aerobic activity. Okay. I walk every day, but what moderate is for me is like, I'm looking at like an hour walk, you know, um, split up between the day, like, you know, 30 minutes here or 45, 45 minutes here. And then 15 minutes later, whatever that looks like when it comes to strength training, the, the recommendations are at least two or well, strength training or resistance training or lifting weights, like whatever you want to call it. Um, at least two times per week. And then this is the one where I think is really important is trying to figure out how sedentary you truly are. So when it comes to your sedentary time, they recommend limiting it to eight hours or less, which I think is, that's a huge number in my opinion. But um, eight hours, like like that means it's because people work, right? It's because you're at a job in most cases, eight hours of the day. And most of you will be sitting. But what they're saying is like no more than three hours of recreation screen time. So like that's sitting on your couch, scrolling, playing video games, that kind of thing. Um, and what they also recommend is breaking up long periods of time, um, or sorry, long periods of sitting as often as possible. And so like, for me, I'm just like, okay, so here's, here's the strategy then. It's like, if you want to lose five pounds right now, and, or if this is the last five pounds, do you actually know how active you are? So, you know, like how much movement do you get in and where could you make that improvement? Okay. So if you're someone who is like just starting out and you're wanting to lose this five pounds, but you are not active, I'm not saying you got to get in the gym like five days a week. I think that what we need to do is like, where can we make some improvements? So if you are someone who doesn't do any form of cardio at all, walking is your best route. Start there. Okay. And you don't have to be like 150 minutes out the gate minimal, but I think that you have to start and maybe even look at it as a, as a step count. I mean, if you're not hitting 5,000 steps per day, aim there. I mean, that's the minimal. I think that's a, a low barrier of entry, and I think everybody can accomplish that. Um, but you start there, and, you know, you start to gradually work your way up with walking. And then maybe you want to run, or maybe you want to go bike riding or whatever, right? But again, the minimum would be to do 150 minutes per week, okay? Um and then with the exercise in specific to uh, strength training, you know, um, can you see yourself starting with two days? Now, again, this could be pretty scary for you because maybe you've never gone to the gym and you don't even know where to start. You don't even know what to do for body weight exercises, any of that. So my recommendation here would be to reach out to a trainer and or me because I can definitely help you out there. Um, and you just like go through it, figure out where you are, especially if there's like, if you think that there's barriers to exercise or physical activity, because maybe you do have some um, injuries or maybe you've had some complications in your past with your health and you're not sure. 
Now we're not doctors, trainers, they're not. However, there are assessments that we can do to kind of help you understand where you currently are at. And then we can kind of help you give you, give you guidelines. So yeah, two days would be nice, but maybe two days isn't where you are right now. And at least one day is better than nothing. So I think that's really important. So that will contribute. Now, here's the thing. Exercise is not fat loss. That is not what it means. Exercise is moving your body, but what it does support is energy expenditure. So again, if you are a sedentary person and you're trying to lose these five pounds or trying to lose the last five pounds, maybe part of it is because you are sedentary. And I mean, I think it's just important. Like if you're looking for to improve your health and wellness, you, you should be adding exercise or some sort of form of physical activity, no matter what. Going back to the aerobic stuff though, this can also be playing games, right? So like maybe you're somebody who likes um, basketball or soccer or even running in the playground with your kids, right? Those are the things that you can incorporate. It doesn't have to be like this specialized, programmed cardiovascular workout. It doesn't have to be hit or anything like that. Not in the very beginning. And again, it has to be something that you like and something that you can see yourself doing. So when we look at the sedentary life, and this is applicable to anyone who's either um, a newbie or somebody who is, you know, well-versed in training and all that kind of stuff. When you look at your sedentary life, it is separate from what you do in your workouts. Okay. So if you are physically active, you know, a half hour to an hour a day, because that's what you do in your workouts, that's one thing. But if you are sitting eight hours or more a day, you, you have to start paying attention because we know this impacts our, our needs and all this kind of stuff. Um, and also just in general, like moving our body physical activity plays a huge role in energy expenditure so you can replace your sitting all day okay I'm not saying you can't sit <laughs> what I am saying and clearly here I am standing you know as I'm podcasting but you can get a stand-up stand-up desk if your work allows it or even at your own place of work in your home okay that's what I did actually during 2020 when the world shut down I was like, of course, I got super busy online because everybody pivoted and needed support. And so I was like sitting all the time. I'm like, this is, this is bullshit. Like I sit all day consulting with clients, like eight hours of my day. And I'm supposed to be this active human. So I did. I went out, I went to Ikea. Cheap, cheap, cheap. Cheapest little stand-up desk you can ever get. And it's adjustable so that you can sit at it. You can stand at it, whatever. So you can get up, get a stand-up desk for your place of work and or wherever you are. You can also set a timer to get up every 20 to 40 minutes. So this could be great if you were to drink more, then you're going to the bathroom more, right? But I think it's just like, hey, stand up. So like my Apple Watch does do that. I set it up so that it tells me to stand every hour. And so I do. And it's funny because I can, I can click dismiss and that's true. We can all sit there and go dismiss and ignore what it says. But it just says to stand up and move around for one minute. And that is physical activity, guys. Like do it. You can do things like exercise snacks. Now this is going to look different for everybody, but an exercise snack, there are some, there is some science behind it, but I think for this application, it just means moving your body. So for some people that could take five minutes and you do push-ups, right? Or, um, you could do sit-ups or whatever, body squats, whatever. But for some people, that's when they want to do their stairs in their house. So it kind of depends on the human, but it's five minutes, 10 minutes tops, really, because it's a snack. It's not like this full out um, um, programmed, you know, workout or anything like that. But you can also do lunchtime walks. You can go with a coworker. You can go with your best friend or whatever. If you work from home, schedule them. Most of us, I'm even bad for this, will just sit, like I will actually sit and have lunch, which is, I think is important. 
but I can also, instead of scrolling on my, on my uh, TikTok or my Instagram or whatever, I could be going for a walk, right? So that's my advice is like, if you feel like you're always sitting around and scrolling and do that kind of stuff, get up and walk, go for a walk, take the stairs whenever you can park further away um, in the grocery store lot or at your gym. Like I do that every morning that I go to the gym, I park on the, uh, the opposite side of the recreation center and walk through the rec center or sometimes on the outside to the side that has the gym entrance. Um, and the one thing also too, I think is kind of cool is like now that we're moving into summer here in, um, Alberta and in Canada, this is our spring summer. So I'm recording this in May and now is the time to be outside gardening. So like as I'm recording this yesterday, I spent two hours picking weeds, not spraying chemicals, but down on my, you know, hands and knees, pulling rocks and stuff like that. That to me, I could have been like sitting out there sun tanning and just sitting around, but why not move your body and do some stuff, right? So these are just some of the things, but when we look at the big picture, you want to lose five pounds and you're not sure how to do this. You don't like, and what's scary for a lot of people is that they think they have to do all of these things, but five pounds can really just be a, I got to just make some adjustment type of approach. And the last five pounds usually comes from the fact that you self-sabotage and that you've been doing things too fucking hard. The adaptations are usually not the problem. People say, well, I plateaued. Yeah, it can happen for sure. But most of you, it's because somewhere along the lines, it's become too fucking hard. So you're not tracking as much. You're kind of kind of being a little bit more loosey-goosey with some stuff. Like you're just not as dialed in. And that's why those last five pounds can be difficult. And I can share this with you. It's kind of like, even with the exercise, you think you're doing everything really like, like you, you've been in the gym for a long time, but here's the thing. What is your consistency? Like, like how frequent are you actually showing up? Okay. So like you got to build and you got to build on the skill and you got to be there on a regular basis. But if one week you're there five days and then the next week you're only there three, well, that could be why. But the other thing is, is that how is your intensity? So if you are pursuing fat loss, we still want to be hitting the weights as hard as we can. Now, depending on the deficit, sometimes, yes, our strength will start to, to diminish. But if you fuel around your workouts, it may not show up. And also, too, sleep and all that stuff plays a role. So ask yourself this question. And I'm not going to get into details right now because, again, this is not a training episode. But it's like, how hard are you working? So on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being like, holy fuck, I'm just killing it. The rate of perceived exertion. Are you working between an eight and a nine? Most of the time, not always going to failure, okay, but you are pushing the envelope or are you leaving some in the tank in terms of like the reps in reserve? So when we aim for at least three reps, so basically what I mean by that is that you, let's say for instance, you had, you you wanted to do eight, so you did eight, but you feel like you have like six more left in the tank, that intensity level is not enough because you have said, I only want to have three in the reserve. Okay, so maybe you need to increase your weight. Okay, so when we look at that aspect, that could also be why you're not seeing the results because you actually are not in the gym at the intensity that you keep telling yourself you are at because you're actually not monitoring it. You're not paying attention. You don't have that self-awareness. Long story short, I have a client right now, again, as I'm recording this, who we had this conversation and she was just like, 
I just feel like I'm not working hard enough in the gym because she's used to doing CrossFit and she's used to sweating and all that kind of stuff. And I'm just like, okay, well, hold on a second here though. You don't have to be sweating to, to say that I've had a good workout. I want to know how you're feeling with, in terms of like your strength and all these things, like, are you progressing? And so we had this conversation and she didn't know enough about this, right? Cause she's kind of newer to like hypertrophy, progressive overload training, um, basically bodybuilding is really where she's at. And so, and not to be a bodybuilder, but to build her body. And so like, she, she wasn't aware of that. And so like, she's like, yeah, like I, sometimes when I'm doing like 10 repetitions, I feel like I could do five more. I'm like, okay, well then let's add weight and start there. Right. So really kind of understanding your own intensity in the gym. It's not about heart rate when we're lifting weights. It's really about what is the weight? What's your volume? And how does that feel to you on a scale of one to 10 or reps and reserve? So you can use either scale and that can help define it. So I guess that's where I'm at. Like five pounds is not a lot. It's still difficult though, because it requires some deliberate decision-making. It requires a form of cognitive restraint, but what it does not require is restriction. And that's, that's my big, my big, um, message here for the diet side of things, because five pounds should actually be relatively easy. And I'll, I'll be honest, if you're someone who's overweight, obese, five pounds, easy. It really is. With someone who is leaner, you have to understand your body will probably, physiology is going to rear its ugly head and it's going to have you push back. That's where this um, hunger and all these things happen. But also too, you don't have a ton of weight to lose if you're a leaner individual. So when you're pushing that envelope of, I just want five more pounds, there ten, there has to be a little bit more deliberate um, decision-making. There has to be a little bit more, uh, well, a lot more awareness in my opinion. If you're already a leaner individual, it's already, you're already kind of there. And the last five pounds is why it's so hard is because your body's saying no, but you're saying yes. So you got to be a little bit more patient, but I think you have to be willing to dial things in because again, you're not broken. Your metabolism isn't broken. There could be some adaptations starting to occur, but I would argue in most cases, it's likely because you haven't dialed in the things that should be dialed in, in terms of like your diet and your exercise. Okay. That's it. That's all I have for you. Easy peasy. Let me know if you have any questions about this. You can always reach out. And at the end of the day, you know, five pounds, again, I don't want this to be restrictive. I want it to be something that you can sustain even in the short term because diets are not meant to be sustainable. However, they're also not going to work if they're super, super restrictive and have you doing all the things all at once. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it. And don't forget to tag me at motivate and be fit and follow or subscribe on the podcast app of your choice. And please don't forget to leave a review on Apple podcasts. This allows the podcast to grow while helping more people figure their shit out. Chat to you next week.